0: Can I just share a, a word, and then we'll take some time to pray together? Is that okay? Um, I'm going to read from John chapter 18. I know that this is a portion of Scripture that we would usually read during um, the the Good Friday services, or or at a time when there is uh, when we are celebrating the crucifixion of Jesus. But I'm I'm, I'm wanting to read this today and. I want us to learn a few principles from this particular text. The book of John chapter 18 and verse 1 onwards. We could read it from the ESV translation if you have the ESV Bible. You could pull it up from the ESV Bible and, and I'm going to read. Are you ready? Can you pay attention as I read this for you? One, two, three, go. If, if you have the scripture, you can read it with me. It says, when Jesus had spoken these words, He sent out, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. The Bible says, when Jesus had finished speaking these words. And if you understand the context, you will know that Jesus had been speaking. In the last few chapters, Jesus had been speaking all the way from john chapter 14 to chapter 16 he was speaking he was teaching them he was giving his last instructions to his disciples before he would be crucified jesus is explaining to them what they need to be careful about jesus explaining to them how they need to depend on the holy spirit he's explaining to them about the coming eternity in chapter 14 he begins by saying in my father's house there are many rooms I'm going to prepare a place for you he is giving so much revelation to his disciples and after he finishes sharing his heart with his disciples after he finishes teaching them he takes time to pray for them you know in chapter 17 of John of the book of John you would see Jesus, he's beginning to pray. He's he's interceding, he's, he's fighting in the spirit for his disciples. So there was words that were spoken to God and there was words that were spoken to the disciples. And, and both of it worked hand in hand to be able to, you know, to build these disciples. And the Bible says, When... Jesus had spoken these words, when he had finished speaking, when he had finished teaching, he said, come let's go, let's get on a journey, let's start, let's go to another place you know, whenever God wants to shift us, whenever God wants to move us into our destiny, move us into the next season of our lives, he will always begin by first speaking to us by depositing into us everything that is required for us to sustain the next season of our lives. See, sometimes we we are expecting God to shift us, right? We are expecting God to promote us. We are expecting God to elevate us. We are saying, God, when will I get married? When will I get my job? When will I get my promotion? When will I get that blessing that I was waiting for? When will I get that dream house? We always want to shift. We always want to move without having had the grace and the revelation to sustain that next season of our life but the Bible says what Jesus did is that he said there is something that is coming for us and it's not going to be easy it's not going to be um, you know very you know quick it is it is going to be a process it is going to be hard it is it is going to cause us to doubt question some of us may even you know leave you know some of you guys you may even leave me and run away from me this is gonna be a very hard season but before we enter into that season I want you to pay attention to what I'm teaching you I want you to carry the word in your heart I want you to receive what I'm speaking in your heart and and when you have received when you're full with that word when you're fed on the inside when you have the deposit of God's heart in your heart then You're ready for the transition. Then you're ready to go to the next level. Some of the things, some of the prophecies that God has given you, it is actually not for this season. It is for the next season. But what God is doing is He is preparing your heart, He's preparing your emotions, He's preparing your mind, He's preparing your relationships so that when you do shift, when you do increase, when you do change and go to the next level, you will be able to sustain. That blessing, that grace, that, that, that promotion. So the Bible says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out. And this time, it says, he didn't go out alone. There were many times when he would go alone. There were many times when he would, he was just, you know, Jesus taking time out for prayer all by himself. But this time, he went out with his disciples. You know his disciples had access to wherever Jesus went his disciples had an open invitation to where Jesus was going to the Bible says his disciples also followed and they also came and they came straight to the same garden the Bible says they all went into a garden what what do you make of a garden it's a it's a beautiful place it's a comfortable place it's a place of rest It's a place for Jesus. This was a place of communion. This is a place where Jesus would often go to commune with his father. This was a place he would often go to spend time in prayer along with his disciples. So the Bible says when when Jesus had finished speaking these words, now he goes to this place of communion. He goes to this place of comfort. He goes to his... His secret hideout. Jesus goes into his secret hideout. And the beauty is that the disciples also followed along with Jesus. The disciples also said, okay, if Jesus is going there, we want to go there too. If Jesus is praying, then we want to be praying too. If Jesus is seeking the face of the Father, then we want to be seeking the face of the Father too. But the story goes on to say that some of the disciples didn't make it through the night. They fell asleep they were tired because the day was very stressful so they fell asleep but their heart was in the right place they, they still wanted to spend time with jesus they wanted to be with jesus and so these disciples their their desire is to seek god their desire is to be with jesus their desire is to be under jesus's leadership and yet they faltered yet they made mistakes yet there were so many areas where they 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 just they they just couldn't you know feel like they were good christians they had a good leader above them they had a good rabbi a good teacher they just couldn't match up to his spirituality they always thought ah my pastor he prays too much or you know they're like I wish I could pray like my pastor. I wish I could be as anointed as my pastor. And so they are doing everything they can to be around their man of God so that they can eventually imitate the culture that their man of God had. They can eventually live the culture of their man of God. And that is why they followed after Jesus. But the story goes on to say in verse 2. Are you ready for this? It says now Judas, everybody say Judas. It says now Judas who betrayed him also knew the place. Why? Because Jesus often met there with the disciples. So this is this is like a, a regular place Jesus would go to. This is not a one one-time thing. Get, the garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane was not like a you know, final point of Jesus' ministry and, and, and the final point of Jesus' work Garden of Gethsemane was a regular place where Jesus would go And His disciples would go along with Him and, and every time Jesus would go there The disciples would go there They would commune with the Father together Probably this was the place where they asked Jesus Will you also teach us how to pray? Will you also teach us how to walk with our Father? Will you also teach us how to walk in the same level of intimacy that you have? The Bible says, just like all the disciples, they, they followed Jesus and they went into this place. Here comes Judas. Judas, see his, his intention of going into this garden was different from why the disciples went into the garden. The disciples went into the garden so that they can be with Jesus. The disciples went into the garden because they wanted to learn Jesus' way of prayer. The disciples went into the garden because they wanted to be under Jesus' leadership. But here is Judas. The Bible says he had already betrayed Jesus. He's not going into the garden because he wants to be with Jesus. Do you know why he is going into the garden? Any answers? What do you think? Sorry? To? To spy, okay. What else? Come on. We have read the Gospels. We have an idea of Judas, right? Why is Judas going into this garden? Talk to me. What do you think? Why is Judas going to the garden? I'll tell you the context. He had, he had met with the chief leaders, the priests of the land and he had struck a deal with them and they had said if you show us where Jesus is, if you take us to the secret hideout of Jesus, then this is the amount of money we will give you. So there was a business transaction that was, there was a business contract that was made between Judas and these religious, you know, leaders. And the reason Judas is going into the secret place is not because he loved God, it's not because he wanted to be with Jesus, it is because he wanted to make some money. See, many times we think that. Judas really wanted to betray Jesus Judas didn't really want to betray Jesus He wanted to make some money That is why when he saw the result of what he did He was filled with remorse He he couldn't bear the fact that Jesus is going to be crucified because of what he did He didn't think that Jesus will actually get crucified Because he's seen so many people tried hurting him in the past And Jesus would just escape Jesus would just, you know Go out of the crowd so he didn't really think that jesus will be crucified as a result of his betrayal all that judas was trying to do is okay this is a nice place for us to make some money out of this is a nice opportunity for me to earn a little more for me to get some more money for me to buy that latest phone that i wanted to buy this is the best place if i can just tap into this I can get three more business contracts or I can get my next blessing or I can get my next breakthrough Judas came not not really to hurt Jesus but because of a very very bad self-interest very his 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 pursuit of God was just revolving around himself you know so many times we look down on Judas thinking ah this Judas he didn't love Jesus do you think he would commit suicide if he didn't love Jesus he really loved Jesus he didn't want Jesus to be crucified like that when he saw that he was the reason for that he he couldn't tolerate because that hurt him very very deeply but many of us who love Jesus many of us who who are good Christians who are disciples of Jesus Judas was a disciple of Jesus come on talk to me yes you think so? In fact, the scripture says Jesus called him an apostle Not just a disciple Jesus called Judas an apostle And yet Here is Judas He is also coming into the same Secret hideout Where Jesus would hang out See, because he's part of the church He knows You know, how we pray He knows what to do to be blessed He knows what to do to have access he knows that the right prayer to pray he knows the right action he knows the right hallelujah wave he, he knows all the tips and the tricks of the trade and and that is how the Bible says because he knew Jesus would often hang out here with the disciples he went into the same place with the same Understanding that okay, this is how we do it. This is this is where things now. Check this out, okay? The disciples also went into the same place, Judas also went into the same place, but both of them had different intention, they had different reasons, they had different agendas. See, the disciples probably were confused. They I'm not saying the disciples were perfect, the disciples don't even know what is going to happen after this in fact if you read the previous interaction of the disciples they they they're like jesus tell us where are you going to what do you mean by saying we will not see you anymore what do you mean by saying that you know in a little while you will not be there with us what do you really mean so these disciples they it's not like they have all the answers correct but they had gone there just to be under jesus leadership but here is judas He's not going there to submit to Jesus. He's going there because he wants Jesus. He wants to use his relationship with Jesus for his benefit. He wants to use his relationship with Jesus to make a blessing, to make a make another business. Too. He wants to use that relationship with Jesus to get married. You know, or to just do this or to do that. You know, he just wants to misuse. The access that he has had to jesus and i think that that's a mistake a lot of us disciples of jesus we end up making too not that we don't love jesus but we we don't know why we love jesus or or, or we don't we don't we don't pursue jesus for the right reason verse 3 do you want to see what he what he did as a result of this Verse 3, okay, very serious verse. John chapter 18 and verse 3, it says, So Judas, he procured, everybody say procured or, or received. It says, so Judas having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees went there with lanterns, torches and weapons. What did, what did Judas bring to the party? Lanterns, torches and, and weapons. What did he do? He procured certain soldiers. He procured certain officers. He procured certain people. And these guys have no clue as to why they are going here. You know who are the people who hate Jesus? It's the, the chief priest. The chief priest didn't come here the religious leaders they didn't come here but they arranged for certain soldiers to go with judas see the deal was a very secret deal between the chief priest and judas and then the chief priest said oh you want you want help let me give you some help and and he sent people and he gave provisions to to take with him now Check this out. This is a guy who loves Jesus. Did I already establish that? Judas loves Jesus. Come on, talk to me. He this is a person who loves Jesus. This is a person who was the disciple of Jesus, and yet, right now, the way that he is behaving is that he's now willing to go to whatever extent or whatever you know means necessary to make sure that. He gets his business deal done. That he gets his 30 pieces of silver. And the Bible says, he went into this garden. Now, this is not the first time he's gone into the garden. Okay, many a times he's gone into the garden before. And he also knows that there are people among the disciples of Jesus who are also carrying their own weapons. Do you know that there were people carrying weapons? Yes? The end of the story, it goes on to say that there was one guy by the name Peter who took a sword and he cut off the ear of a guy called Malchus. Yeah? And then Jesus had to stop him and Jesus had to heal this guy. So the disciples of Jesus, they were also carrying certain weapons. So now Judas is saying, I, I need to you know, bring my own set of people, my own set of weaponry, and then he brings lanterns torches and all kinds of weapons with himself and he's is, where is he going he's going into a place of prayer where is he going he's going to a place where the of communion he's going to a place of comfort he's going into the, that secret place that Jesus had given him to access his relationship with god and what is he taking there he's taking his own weapons with him you know, he's hiding these lanterns and these torches behind. He's taking all of this into a, a very spiritual place. And, and you know, I, I, I fear that many a times as Christians, we, we want victories from God, we want blessings from God, we want to grow in our relationship with God. And yet, we are constantly relying on our own methods We are constantly relying on our own weapons and no matter what you do whether it is whether you're a peter who is wielding a sword or you're a judas who is wielding weapons both of it is not going to bring you results in this place both of it is going to be against the will of god for your life it is going to be against the plan of god for your life see the one thing that that doesn't prosper in this Spiritual place is the things of the flesh. Things of the flesh doesn't work here. That is why Apostle Paul said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See, when we wrestle against flesh and blood, we wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with physical weapons. We wrestle with physical things. But when we wrestle... With a spiritual enemy, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood things. We don't wrestle in our natural you know DNA. We don't wrestle in our in, in, in the ordinary way that we we would want to overcome, we would want to fight, or we would want to have a victory. That's not how you do spiritual battles. When you come into a spiritual place and you want to have a spiritual victory, you need to depend on your spirit. There are spiritual weapons that the Lord has given you. There are spiritual abilities that the Lord has given you. There are spiritual graces that the Lord has given you. And those are what you use in the spiritual place. The more we rely on our flesh, the more we rely on our experience. The more we rely on the fact that uh oh, I, I'm I have I know how to pray or I know how to read my Bible. I know how to, you know, get this demon out. You know, because I've I've done this before the more we rely on our own self the more of flesh will manifest but the more we rely on the Spirit the more the Spirit of God can flow through us and I, I pray that this will also be a season for many of us to identify those places where we are depending on our flesh and we are bringing our flesh into a very spiritual place we are bringing our flesh we are pursuing God in our flesh We are pursuing God in and, and, and through our own abilities And no matter how much we try that, We will always fail How many of you have tried Praying and fasting And doing things on your own ability And, and We have failed Anybody? I, I can tell you this uh, This is like a regular thing for me I will I will, I will decide to fast for This much time and, and whenever I have decided on my own Saying I want to do this You know for whatever reason I've Almost hundred of hundred times I have failed But whenever the Lord leads Whenever the Lord gives us the grace Whenever the Lord comes behind you And He tells you to do certain things Man, you have supernatural ability You, you, can, you can go beyond your wildest dreams Beyond what your flesh allows you to do you're able to do why it is because it is not being powered by the flesh it is now powered by the Spirit of God who lives in you so this this is a very sacred space this is a very very spiritual space this is a very intimate space then Judas why are you bringing physical weapons why are you that's why Jesus asked them guys I've been in the temple you know Seven days a week I've been in the temple Teaching, preaching, talking Why didn't you arrest me then? Why have you come at me like I'm some thief? Why have you come at me like I'm some terrorist? Why have you brought these swords and spears to arrest me? I've, you know, I'm not here to resist arrest And yet Jesus was asking them a question Saying why did you bring these weapons with you When you had to arrest me? What, what, was, the, what was your thought process? Friends, we we have to understand that if we really want to engage in a deep relationship with God, then we have to keep our flesh aside. We have to keep our, uh, you know, our our own logic and our own emotions aside. And we have to go with the revelation that He gives us. With the revelation that He gives us. When When we pursue God, we don't pursue God based on what we know. We pursue God based on what He shows us. We pursue God based on the fact that He opens our eyes. When He opens our eyes, we want to see. We want to, you know, we want to grow. We want to become better. We want to become different. In verse 4, the Bible says, the same chapter, it says, Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to Him, Jesus came forward and said to them, Whom? do you seek? What is the question Jesus is asking them? Whom do you seek? Look at your neighbor and ask them, Whom do you seek? Why are you in church? Whom do you seek? What are you here for? What is is the purpose with which you are here? Whom do you seek? Now the thing is, they had the right answer to that question. Because if you read the next verse, verse five, they're saying. They answered him, saying, "Jesus of Nazareth." And then Jesus said to them, "Okay, are you sure that you are here for Jesus?" Then I am the, I'm here. I'm here. You you want you want to know who is Jesus? You want to have a revelation of Jesus? Jesus is saying, "Okay, here I am. I'm ready." To manifest myself. You know we were singing that song. Yahweh come and manifest yourself. Jesus he is manifesting himself. To a group of people. Who have no idea. What it means to have a revelation of Jesus. They have no idea. What it means or how to encounter Jesus. They have no idea how to experience this Jesus. And Jesus is asking them. Whom do you seek? So this is the third group of people. They had they had no idea why they are here. They just had a name. You know, somebody told them you need to bring here Jesus of Nazareth. They have never seen Jesus. They have never they've never experienced Jesus very personally. They have never been in close quarters with Jesus. They've they were only told just do these 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 things. These are the the ritualistic people you know these are the religious people they are they're just following orders they're just following their life routine wise you know sundays we have to go to church and what do we sing in church we sing about jesus in church but they've not never really encountered jesus for themselves and here is them they are asking they are asking jesus that they want to meet jesus and jesus says okay if that is what your desire really is Ta-da! I am He. I am Jesus. And the Bible says in the very next verse that as soon as Jesus told them, "I am He," they all drew back and fell. They they, they just couldn't stand this revelation of Jesus. They they were unable to take this encounter that Jesus was willing to give them. Church, let me talk to you. This, 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 this is my point of sharing this word today. Is that Jesus wanted to reveal Himself to them, and yet they were not ready to receive that revelation. Isn't that sad? They were not. They were. They did not have the capacity to receive that revelation. They were were not prepared in their mind. They were not prepared in their heart. They were not prepared in their spirit. Their their bodies didn't have the capacity to take this revelation. They they came unprepared to church. They came unprepared to encounter the King of Kings. They came unprepared to encounter this Lord of Lords. They, They came seeking Jesus, but they came unprepared. They, they didn't do their study of who is Jesus. They didn't do their study of how to honor this Jesus. They didn't do their study of how to enter into his coach. They didn't do the study of when, when, he, when I do meet Jesus, how I'm going to respond. What will be my posture? What will be my heart attitude? They didn't do the study for that, And because of which they are, they are coming in very casually and they are say, I, I want to meet Jesus. I want to experience this Jesus. Okay, let me, let me, tell me more about this Jesus. You know, I, I want to know more. And all of a sudden, Jesus reveals himself to them in his fullness. And, and they couldn't handle it. You know, I, my, my prayer for each of us is this. You know, this coming weekend, we are going to encounter something really big. But my prayer is that we will come prepared. My prayer is that we will come ready, and my prayer is that we will not come casually. My prayer is that we will not come with a unprepared heart, with with a with a mind that says, "Ah, I know Jesus, and I've heard about Jesus. I've heard sermons. I've been to meetings. I've I have I have been to so many conferences. What's What's the big deal about this revival that you guys are talking about? I I don't think that. It is going to be, you know, a new experience for me. But if you come prepared, I'm telling you, you will benefit from this encounter that Jesus is about to give you. So many people in the church when we come, we some of us, we come like the disciples, you know, because yes, we love Jesus. We don't, we are still anxious, we are still unaware, but we we love Jesus and we want to experience more. We want to experience the next level. Yes, we just had a meal with Jesus, but we want more. Yes, we we do church regularly, but we still want more. Some people, they come because they want to make money off Jesus. Some people they come because they are like, you know, I, I wish that there will be somebody who will just lay hands on me, pray for me and and do a miracle for me. Just bless me and then I will leave. I'm not here to continue in a relationship with Jesus. I'm just here to have a business deal, business transaction. As long as I can get what I want from this relationship, I will take that and I will leave. And then there are some who come just out of routine, just out of rituals, just because everybody else is doing it just because we are part of a church just because we are part of a family and they are completely unaware of how to receive from this Jesus my prayer is that we will graduate we will will prepare ourselves because when Jesus comes when Jesus moves the thing is the ones who were the most experts in understanding who Jesus is and when he will come they they themselves couldn't figure out that this is Jesus Who are the experts? The Pharisees, right? The religious law teachers and the the, the ones who were studying prophecies so well. The ones who studied the Bible inside out. They are the ones who missed it. They are the ones who didn't understand when Jesus came into their community, when Jesus came into their city, when Jesus came into their churches. And the ones who caught are the ones who were humble. Are the ones who were like, if only I could just touch his robe, I know, I know and I know that my life will be changed. If only I could just be in his, in his, in the same room as he is. Even if it means that I would be dropped down from the roof. If I can be in the same room as Jesus is, I know that my life will be changed. Someone else said, "Ah, oh, I, 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 I don't care about what people will think. I, if only I can just raise my voice and just cry out. I know that some people may not want me in the church, I know that they, they, they don't want me to scream so loudly, but if I can just keep shouting, saying, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. If only I could just, you know, just keep, keep crying out loud as I can, I know. And I know, and I know that Jesus will hear me. All of them, they came with their own revelation. They did not come with the flesh. They did not come with their, you know, uh, with their own agendas. They came because of a revelation. This became a revelation in their head. That if only I would do this. If only I can just be in this room. If only I can just cry out. If only I can just reach out and touch, I know that everything will change. Everything will be transformed according to their preparation, according to their their level of readiness they received from Jesus. You know, the thing is, there there are so many people who came around Jesus, right? Thousands of people got fed. Thousands of people got healed. Thousands of people got blessed. But most people who came unprepared to receive from Jesus, they, even if they received something from Jesus, it didn't change their lives. It didn't transform their lives. But the ones who came prepared, the ones who said, no, 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 I'm, I'm not here to just receive from Jesus. I'm here also now to, to become like Jesus. I'm also here to to be, you know, transformed. Jesus, the Bible says, once he saw 10 lepers and and he had mercy on them, compassion on them and he healed all 10 of them. And he told them, now go and show yourself to the priests so that they can check you out and make sure they give all the sacrifices, all the offering attest to the fact that you are no longer lepers and then come, you know. And so these guys, they, they are walking towards the priest you know, and they are walking and on the journey they realized that they are healed. So the, the nine of them, they are like, wow praise God, and they continue traveling. The one person one out of the ten he said, you know what I know I am healed I know that Religion says, I need to go to the priest. Religion says that I need to get a certificate from here. Religious, religion says that this is the first place I should go once the leprosy goes. But he take, takes a U-turn and he says, no, 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 let me go back to Jesus. And this time when he came to Jesus, he came prepared. He came and he just prostrated himself at the the feet of Jesus and he began to worship Jesus he began to give thanks with loud voice the scripture says he began to glorify God and he began to thank Jesus and then Jesus said where are the rest you know there are certain things let me let me teach you this you know there are certain things that God expects from you but he is not necessarily going to tell you did you get that did God, did Jesus expect all 10 to come back? But he didn't tell all the all of them to come. Did Jesus expect all 10 of them to come and say thank you? Yes. But he didn't tell them. Some things we don't do because, oh, you know, like, how much money should I give to the Lord? You know, please, if I hear this particular amount, and then three more prophets come and prophesy to me and confirm it three more times, then I will give this amount. No, 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 some things we don't do because God told us to do it. Some things we do because it is our revelation. Jesus didn't tell the, the, the woman saying, if only you could touch my, the, the edge of my clothes, then you will be saved. Then you will be cleansed. Wh- who, whose revelation was that? It was her revelation, it was her preparation, it was her sacrifice. She said, I don't care about anybody else. If only, if only I could touch the edge of his robe, I know my life will be changed. That's the same story of this leper. He, he said, you nine, you can continue your journey. I know what I need to do first. Before I go to religion, I need to go to Jesus before i need to before i go to the priest i need to go to jesus in fact the nine would have you know made fun of this guy saying you're disobeying jesus who told them to go to the priest talk to me guys who told these lepers to go to, to the priest it was jesus so it was a command from jesus saying okay now go and show yourself to the priest so the nine, they are like, why are you disobeying Jesus? Isn't, isn't this worth saying we should do this? Isn't this worth saying that we should, we, we should be running like this? We should be doing this? We should be going to the priest? Why are you doing like this? And yet, Jesus looked at him and said, where are the remaining nine? <laughs> I was expecting them also. I was hoping that they would have the same revelation that you have and they would come to me they would come prepared, that they would come ready, that they would come with the same enthusiasm, with the same excitement that you are coming. Let me ask you church, whom do you seek? Whom do you seek tonight? Who are you looking for? And how prepared are you to receive the one that you're looking for? How ready are you for this encounter? How receptive are you? How hungry are you? How how well dressed are you? Do you have oil in your lamp? You know this story of uh, these five virgins? They, all ten of them were, you know, going into the wedding feast. All ten were, you know, they, they had, they were very clear as to who is the bridegroom. All ten attended the church. All ten, they sang the same songs. But only five were ready only five were prepared and the bible calls them the wise ones the bible calls them the intelligent ones the ones that didn't just go for the sake of going they were prepared to go so this next one week can it be a time of preparation can you change certain things certain ways that you you know, you function in your home. Can you change certain things about yourself? Can you bring some realignment in your home? Can you bring some realignment in your relationships? Can you bring some realignment in your finances? Can you reorder certain things? Just change certain aspects. Jesus said, If you are if you are come to bring an offering, okay, if you've brought a gift to the Lord and At the altar, you remember that you have a problem with somebody or that somebody has a problem with you. What do you do? Talk to me. What does the Bible say? You leave your gift at the altar and then you go and reconcile. You go and fix that. You go and make sure that this relationship is strengthened whatever apology has to be made, whatever reconciliation has to be done, you do that and then you come back. Then you come back for the offering. Then you come back for the encounter. Then you come back for that blessing. But first go and fix those things that, is, that can work as an obstacle, that can work as an obstruction in the move of God. So first go and fix those things. So my, my prayer is that this next one week, will be a time of preparation. Everybody say preparation. it will be a time when we are, you know, reordering our lives. There is an area where we feel like, you know, I feel like I'm using Jesus in this area. I, I don't think it's late for us to change. I don't think Jesus would be upset if you go and confess it to Him. Because He knows it already. He, you know, knowing full well that Judas is here to betray him. Jesus loved Judas to hug him, to kiss him, to be close to him. Didn't Jesus know? He knew. And still he loved Judas. So don't you ever think that if Jesus would know my failures, my my real, you know? problem then jesus would kick me out of the church he will not he will still love you he will he will help you he will in fact give you grace to overcome your failures that's what he did with peter then didn't, didn't peter do almost almost the same thing that judas did Didn't peter disown jesus didn't peter say that i don't know who jesus is he in fact cursed and did did it through two three times and it's like i don't even know this guy and yet Jesus showed mercy on Peter. Because Peter was willing to come back to Jesus. Peter was willing to come back. Peter was willing to be corrected. Peter was willing to be changed and transformed. So today, if your heart says, you know what, I have made a lot of mistakes. I, I, I think I have come unprepared so many times. I think that I am like these guys who have just been religiously going and saying I want to see Jesus, I want to see Jesus I think that I have not done my part it's okay, you can tell that to Jesus, what he's going to do is he is going to fill you with the Holy Spirit do you know what the Holy Spirit does he helps you he prepares you to encounter Jesus he prepares you to experience Jesus very intimately like I told you before You can't do this in your flesh. You can't do this by making a list of things that you are, if only I will fast three days of the week and I would read Bible for three hours and pray for three hours. This is not achieved by flesh. This is achieved by the Holy Spirit's strength and power that works inside of you. So whatever is our weakness or struggle today, can we just expose it to God quickly? And, and we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to give us the grace to strengthen us for this next one week that every obstacle will be removed out of the way. Everything. The Bible says when Jesus revealed himself to them, everybody, everybody that didn't have a preparation, they just fell back. So as, as the Lord begins to reveal himself to you today, I pray that there will be those aspects of your life that will just fall off immediately at one, in, in the twinkling of an eye, that things will just shed off from your spirit. Every weight that is, you know, holding you down, every weight that is heavy on your spirit, that it will just shed off in the name of Jesus. Are you ready to pray with me for a few minutes? Let me ask you again, whom do you seek? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. All over this place, Lord, we thank you. As your children, Lord, we have come here because we really, really love you, Lord. We've come here because we really want to experience more of you. We've come here because we really want to taste and see that the Lord is good. We don't want to just depend on our past experiences. We want to really have a fresh encounter today. We want to see that you're good today. We want to see the newness that you want to release in our life today. We want to experience the new revelation, the new voice, the new taste. So help us, Lord. Do something new in this place, Lord. Do something new in my heart, Lord. Do something new in my church, Lord. And use me for it. Do something new in my house, Lord. Do something new in my relationships, Lord. And everything, everything, Lord, everything that I have just tried to sustain in my flesh. I just I just laid down at the altar. All my weapons, all my tricks, all my shortcuts, all the easy methods that I have been clinging to. I just Come and lay it down on the altar. Help me to lean on the Holy Spirit this time, Lord. Just come and have your way, Lord. The Lord is seeking for people in this church that are going to seek Him and seek Him with a clean heart and seek Him with a pure heart. The Lord is looking for people that will seek His presence, that will seek His voice, that will seek to become like Him. And the Lord is looking for people in this church that are wise, that are prepared, that are ready and they are receptive for that revelation that He is about to give them. So change my heart, oh... make it ever true change my heart Oh God may I be like you sing with me so change my heart Oh God make it ever true Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you one more time? Just, just cry out to Him from your heart. You change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Make it ever true. Let's change my heart, oh God. May I be be like like you Place your hand on your heart and say Lord Purify my motives Prepare my heart This this evening Lord we are saying Wait We are praying that like John the Baptist came and prepared the way for a revival move. We pray that our church, we pray that our homes, that our voices will be the voices in the wilderness. That we cry out saying, prepare the way of the Lord. That our church will be the voice that cries out in the wilderness. We may be the only church, we may be the only voice, but we cry out saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The presence of the Lord is near. The revival train is here. We may be the only voices that are declaring and decreeing and desiring for it. But we say, we say, we say that we are close. That this is at hand. The glory of God is at hand. And so Lord, us the grace to shed off every heaviness every heaviness every every burden that the enemy has placed on our hearts we pray that you would give us the grace to shed it in jesus name we thank you lord for our 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 attitudes have been transformed today we thank you that you're giving us a spirit of grace and spirit of supplication we thank you for you giving us a spirit of humility we thank you for your filling us with the spirit that allows us to pursue you that gives us the ability to pursue you for a quick minute I want you to ask the Lord to fill you with this spirit the spirit of grace the spirit that that enables you that the spirit that fuels pursuit of God say come Holy Spirit come and empower me prepare me to meet Jesus prepare me to see Jesus prepare me to have a revelation of Jesus prepare me Lord over this week everything that needs to go it has to go Holy Spirit prepare me Holy Spirit enable me strengthen my weak knees and strengthen my faint heart and strengthen my feeble hands Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit do a new work yes we let go of the old wine skin so that you can you can give us the new wine we renew our hearts Lord we renew our minds Lord Jesus Yes, we renew our homes, Lord. Things that are old, things that are part of my old nature, we bury it now. That greed, that anxiety, that jealousy, that 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 lust, the, those, those thoughts, those words that I constantly utter, I, I bury it now. Every dependency on myself, I bury it now. I lay it down on the altar and we pray, Holy Spirit, you take over. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is rejoicing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is change. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is an atmosphere for miracles. There is an atmosphere for the revelations of Jesus. There is an atmosphere. For encounters with Jesus. So, Father, we pray that you would just come, you would do your new work in us. Father, we bless this church, and we bless each and every homes that are represented in this church. We bless each and every businesses that are represented in this church. We 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 bless each and every careers that are. That are represented in this place, we we represent. We pray over each and every physical bodies that are that are represented here, and we pray for a wholeness. Just like you made that leper whole, not just healed him, but you made him whole. We pray that there will be a wholeness that will be released over your children today, Lord, because they've come back, because they are asking for more. We pray that you would make them whole. Marriages be made whole. Amen. Careers, let the shalom of God rest upon you and be made whole. Relationships be made whole. Everything that is that is that has a leak, be fixed in Jesus' name. Be made whole. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done this evening. We you in advance for what you're about to do this weekend and in jesus mighty name we pray